my lovely people how are you doing today how about yesterday better worse more exciting less exciting let me know let me know and now i'm invested so you gotta tell me and you're not special and today we're talking about facing your fears well sort of kind of in the same vein we're going to talk about something most don't think too much about until they're dedicated to learning something or achieving some big task It could be something that started back in high school or college or even when you were younger, older, you name it. But I think it happens to everyone at some point, and that's this toxic loop of thinking too much and not doing enough. I am a chronic overthinker, and I think I will be for the rest of my life. That's just something that I've grown up with always. That's kind of how my family is. Uh, We like to plan for things. We like to set stuff up for success, Uh, and that's just kind of how I've always operated is... What are all the things that could go wrong here? How do I optimize for all those different situations? And how do I stay away from them? Uh, It's kind of just been an overarching theme of a lot of my life. Um, When I go on a trip, I want to know everything that's happening that day. I want to know where we're going, what plans we are, uh, how how we're eating, uh, what cuisine even sometimes, you know. And that's kind of how it's always been. Now I'm a bit more spontaneous, but at the beginning of the day... I don't like not having an itinerary. Um, I'm also pretty stubborn when it comes to stuff, so when it doesn't work out, it bothers me to no end, and that's at least when I plan, you know? That's not when I'm being more spontaneous. I also just like the idea of planning for things. I, I like setting stuff up, having a little bit of time in the day to set up my next day and my next week. It's, it's a nice therapeutic end to me, uh, And that's kind of why I have a Notion page that has my entire life on it. I could basically have everything you could ever think of for me on my Notion page. And I think through this kind of process of learning what works and what's productive and what's not, you can get carried away with an aesthetic versus maybe more a productive atmosphere. And I think that an aesthetic versus productive kind of case is something that I see a lot more with women that I talk to. Uh, I think this is more of the case for women because we've kind of been taught to value our aesthetic more than men, especially since our history has made it easier for conventionally attractive women to prosper. And I I get the whole wanting to have that aesthetic. And I kind of want to have that aesthetic as well. It's nice to have an aesthetic that people know you by. It's nice to have an aesthetic that you can claim as your own and switch it up to be unique. It's just like another thing of yours that is unique to you. And I think... It's interesting to find the balance between those two, uh, aesthetic and productive, to get the best for both worlds. I really like to have something that's aesthetically pleasing because at the end of the day, I think what I like to think about is you want to have something that you go back to. You want to have something that you look at every day and you don't mind looking at every day and it doesn't stress you out to do so. Like, for example, when you wake up in the morning and you make your bed. Making that bed is something that will most likely bring you peace. I know that when I make my bed in the morning and I come back into my room or I work in my room or just have any, you know, inkling of even looking in my room, 
uh, it really helps to have the whole area really clean and organized. And I like the fact that I get up in the morning and I do something right away. I, I get something checked off my list, which is making my bed. That's a pretty classic example of what people would describe when you want to be more productive. It's just like the first thing is make your bed. Uh, and you can kind of read more about that in David Goggins' book. Uh, there's a lot of, you know, uh, speakers that preach that whole idea. Uh, but that also works in terms of aesthetic and productivity. You want to be in a place where you are getting stuff done, but it also is unique to you. I don't know many people who have their whole rooms designed for them. I know most people have their own aesthetic in their room. They have things they like to look at. And you want that to be the same way for all of your productive environments. You want to set it up for success in that regard. So how to set up a atmosphere where you're looking at it and you like it, you like what you see, and one that also gets the job done. For me, I think it makes it more sense to pick an aesthetic that both speaks to you and your likes, but isn't overly complicated. I know there's a whole trend of maximalism, which is just a bunch of different things, a bunch of randomly placed things, but you know where everything is placed and that can be something that works for a lot of people, but it might become too overwhelming and you can't find anything. And especially in a place where you want to know where everything is at all times, you kind of want it to be the opposite of that. <laughs> you want it to be pretty minimalist. And that's usually the way that I go. Over the years, my notion has gotten less and less crazy as I've kind of looked in for ways to condense things and make it easier to find things. But it's still advanced enough to hold everything I'd ever need. I forget who it was that said, but uh, one of these writers, one of these famous classical writers said something like, oh, uh, I wrote you a long book or a long poem because I didn't have time to write a shorter one. And that's kind of just this idea of, oh, like you want to spend enough time on things where you know where everything is and you kind of know what you're doing at all times, but it's still unique to you. And that's something that I, I think about a lot. So I think a good thing to have in your notion is just a full in-depth uh, kind of reasoning as to why you're doing what you're doing. I like a reflection kind of thing. I like like a little blurb at the top or something that I say or little a little meditation on why I'm setting it up the way I am. Uh, it just helps align you for creating this space where you're going to work and I have a more in-depth YouTube video on the topic, but I'll just do a brief overview here. I think I like to start with pictures that mean something to you. I think Pinterest is really good for this. I think uh, any medium where you have a lot of like saved images or saved uh, inspirational quotes or anything, pieces of music even, you know, all of that, it would mean a lot to you to be able to have those, synthesize them, put them all in one place and be able to look at all of your favorite images, quotes, pieces of music, and just have them there, you know. Uh, it, it's, it's something that I like looking at. I open my Notion page, I open whatever note-taking app I have, and I like looking at it. It's just pleasant to look at, and that's really what you want to do. Remember, you're making your bed here. You're creating a space, you're creating your room for productivity, for magic to happen. Uh, also, like, what are some goals that you have? How do you want to achieve those goals, you know? I usually set up a to-do list or a timeline with dates. Notion is really good for this. It sounds like a big Notion ad, but this is just kind of what I use, so that's what I'm using it for. But however you structure your life, that should be front and center. I know people that do time blocking. I know people that just do checking things off. For me, I have like a whole month system where I have to-do lists for every week within every month. 
Uh, and that's just something that works for me. I can kind of just go to a month, pick a week, and then do it that way. And, you know, this, this will continue to change uh, all the time. You want to experiment with these things before you settle on one full idea. I used to have it to where I had one checklist for the whole month and I would like slowly check things off and then it went to uh, every day. I had the same checklist for the week but I basically copied everything onto another page for a day and I had 30 pages in in one month uh, and it, it got like a little overwhelming. I think I like the system where I have that I have now that has been continuously iterated on that is basically I set up a week in the in the month, set up all of my goals for that week and drag them down to my daily tasks to make sure that I get everything done and the week is complete when all of those all of those things on my list are done. Uh, so that's just kind of how I do it. There's a bunch of other ways that you can do it. I know Thomas Frank has some interesting things. Uh, I can put his YouTube link down in the description. Um, but yeah, so then you want to kind of have a little bit of fun with your notebook and your pages. So I usually include little ideas that I have in a notebook within my Notion page. All of these can be, remember, like all of these can be applicable regardless of whether you or not you use Notion. Uh, but, you know, it, it's, it's nice to have a little kind of throwaway page of, oh, I have an idea, let me put it there. Or, I have a question, let me put it there. You always want to have a place for questions and a place to play around with your aesthetic. I usually have a place dedicated to pictures or quotes, and I can put that on my homepage. Uh, and it's just a really fun process to gather all these things and make them look nice. And for those of you who are new to this, uh, it will definitely take you a little bit of time to set up. And it can be taxing. You know, that's why I set up my Notion page for success before the new year starts. I basically have a new theme every year, and I have for the last two years. I'm going to set one up uh, pretty soon for the 2023 uh, full year. And that way I can use the theme for that full year and not have to worry about it for the rest of the time. And really, at most, you know, once you get used to it, it takes me an hour or two to set up. Uh, but once it is, it's nice to be able to look at and look back at past years and their themes. Uh, when you first start, it might take a, a little bit longer. Uh, you have to find a system for finding things and uh, finding what aesthetic speaks to you. And I know for a lot of people, like I kind of mentioned in the beginning, uh, we either prioritize one or the other. Um, you prioritize either school and academics and being productive and being that version of yourself or you prioritize your aesthetic and usually there's a balance that you can strike between the two that is really important uh, and I think more people should kind of strive to do that. I, th I like the fact that now I can say I have a minimalist like sleek aesthetic with a little bit of uh, Greek uh, kind of like architecture uh, in, in that um, very green, you know, and I, I like that whole vibe. But now I can say that I have that, you know, and now I can say that I've explored a bunch of aesthetics and that that one speaks to me the most. And to be able to say that when I'm pretty young and not have like a full transformation kind of journey, um, I, I really like it. Uh, and, you know, I hope this helps. I, I think people talk a lot about finding their style and also growing into themselves and growing into adulthood. And a lot of that has to do with your aesthetic. A lot of that has to do with your style. I wasn't doing that in high school. I, I was so much more focused on prioritizing how I worked and how to be successful in school. And there's a way to do both and to do them well. There's a part of yourself that becomes so happy when you feel like you fit in with a certain style or group. And there's an equal part of yourself that becomes happy when you realize that you know how to succeed and get good at things. 
Uh, and I think taking both into account is something that a lot of people might not do and might not really think to do. But this is kind of me telling people that it's very, very beneficial in terms of your happiness. And I, I'm very glad that I've gone through what I've gone through now to be able to have that. So this is a you know relatively short little podcast episode. Um, just something I wanted to think about, especially as I start uh, kind of planning for the new year and setting up my Notion page. Um, as I'm recording this, I'm a little bit, a little ways out, but by the time you hear this, uh, I'll be much closer. Um, so it's definitely very fun, but thank you so much for listening. And if you want more content like this, you can check out this full series. We're on episode nine now, which is crazy. And it's called 18 year old adult, where I talk about similar things that I wish people had told me before I turned 18 and had to do taxes and all this stuff. So I also have a YouTube channel where I post a variety of content from deep dives to more lifestyle content and reflections. So if you'd like to watch, I'll put the link in the description down below and you can check out all the links about me down there as well. So with that being said, you are not special, but you can be revolutionary if you put your mind to it. See ya.